Welcome to the Biz Times MKE podcast and our weekly debrief. I'm Arthur Thomas, an associate editor at Biz Times Media. It's February 4th, and I'm joined on this week's episode by Biz Times editor Andrew Wyland. Andrew, how are you doing? Fine, fine today. Good, good to hear. Also joining us, Biz Times associate editor Lauren Anderson. Lauren, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. Let's dive right in. We'll start with our insider story spotlight. This is a chance for us to highlight some of the stories that were available only to BizTimes insiders this week. Uh, if you are already an insider, we really appreciate the support. It helps make our work possible. If you're not an insider, go to biztimes.com, click on the subscribe button, sign up for the equivalent of $8 a month. You'll be able to get access to all of our journalism, all of our stories, and you'll support our work, which we will really appreciate. So let's dive into it. Andrew, what is your Insider Spotlight story this week? Uh, we've been doing a lot of coverage on the Avenue Project. That's the redevelopment of the former Grand Avenue Mall in downtown Milwaukee. It's a really big deal. It's a really important project, uh, important piece of the puzzle downtown. Uh, we had a story this week from Meredith Meyer about Good Karma Brands, which is going to be moving its offices and its operations. It's a radio station company uh, moving into the Avenue, which is interesting because it, it you know, it's been on Capitol Drive um, for many, many years and coming downtown is an interesting thing. But I think the, the unique wrinkle of it is that, um, and, and this includes, um, WTMJ, AM620. It also includes uh, Milwaukee's ESPN Radio. It also includes um, The Truth, which is an African-American issues like talk radio station. But these stations, you're going to be able to see the studios if you're, if you're at the Avenue, which has the third street market food hall. And a lot of people will probably be going there as more of the restaurants open there. And there's games and food. But there's also going to be the the studios of these radio stations. You're going to be able to passersby will be able to look in and see the on-air radio talent at work. And that's going to be a pretty, pretty cool, um, pretty cool element, I think, to, to the Avenue. Definitely. I think uh, Meredith's story talks about even, you know, some of the benefits for their business in terms of being able to conduct business, you know, right there, duck out, grab a bite to eat, entertain all of those things. Uh, Lauren, what is your uh, insider spotlight story this week? Yeah, our uh, startups reporter, Ashley Smart, had a piece this week about um, Fiveable, which is sort of a, a startup uh, or a darling of the Milwaukee startup scene that, you know, they're, they announced this week that they're merging with an online platform called Hours that um, the, they acquired last year. And kind of up till now, the company's bread and butter has really been um, providing AP test uh, prep and support for students online. Um, And they signaled late last year that they were going to be moving beyond just the AP stuff and and really uh, helping a a broader array of students um, with this uh, $10 million raise they had last year. But um, now they're saying they're not going to be offering any new review content um, for AP tests for the foreseeable future, but they're going to instead focus in on offering these student-led study groups on the hours platform that they've acquired. So kind of a pivot for uh, a startup that 
I think a lot of us are watching pretty closely. So we'll see, we'll see what comes of it. Mm-hmm, definitely. And you mentioned uh, her at the, when you started talking about the story, but uh, we should point out Ashley Smart, um, a relatively uh, recent new member of our team here at Biz Times. And uh, she's covering startups and uh, some of the manufacturing sector for us, um, kind of coming at things from a innovation and entrepreneurship lens. So if that speaks to you, if you are in that area, uh, definitely reach out to Ashley. Uh, my insider spotlight story this week is one about Twin Disc, uh, a Racine-based manufacturer. They make power transmission equipment used um, in uh, the oil and gas markets, in uh, marine markets for boats and some industrial uses as well. Um, so their business has always been really cyclical. It can be up and down with you know the the oil markets. Um, so when when the price of gas is high and there's a lot of incentive for oil companies to go and drill, um, business is good. When gas is cheap and there's not as much incentive and oil prices are low, uh, business is bad. They have these kind of wild swings in their top line numbers. Well, they swung down and they're kind of on the the way back up, as you can imagine, with how gas prices are now. Uh, but the challenge is in uh, filling their open roles. So their CEO, John Batten, uh, was talking on the earnings call this week about um, some of their talent needs and how they've had to unfortunately move some work out of their Racine plant down to a new facility in Lufkin, Texas. Um, they didn't cut any jobs to do it, but they just had to move the work somewhere else where they could get talent there's more work for the people in Racine to do still. They've talked about doing a similar thing with some work to Italy. Um, and they were asked, you know, as things ramp up, can you, do you have the talent you need to um, meet demand? And, you know, they're okay for the initial run. They need people, but he said longer term as, you know, if they were to reach their previous peaks, uh, they really need more people. So it's just an interesting story of there actually being, you know, kind of the real world, we hear all about the talent shortages and talent challenges. Uh, this is a company that's, you know, potentially in, inhibited from growing or at least inhibited from growing locally by not having the people it needs. Uh, so, you know, a, a constant issue in the region, but uh, kind of a, an example to look at of it. Uh, we'll pivot then from there to our big story of the week, one we're going to dive a little bit deeper on. Lauren, uh, this is one you wrote about a new Bronzeville arts group planning a cultural center uh, at the former DNR building um, in Milwaukee. What can you, more can you tell us about this? Yeah, this is a, a nonprofit group, a relatively new nonprofit group um, that uh, has very conceptual plans at this stage, but to, um, to develop a roughly, roughly 50,000 square foot uh, campus on that uh former DNR building site um, in, in the Bronzeville district. This new building would uh, be focused on preserving and presenting African-American art and culture. Um, and that harkens back to the roots of the Bronzeville district. Um, it's well known that at one point uh, it was a, a neighborhood that had a lot of uh, art and culture and musical activity. It had uh it drew a lot of famous jazz artists back in the day. Um, so uh, this this arts group, the 
Brownsville Center for the Arts is um, trying to revive some of that activity. And um, so uh, so they've actually got two projects going on. This is the second that they're um, that they're planning. The, the first that will be developed first is a um, they're they're planning to acquire the building at 507 West North Avenue, um, also in the neighborhood. And uh, that's a duplex building and they're planning to um, also build an addition there. And that would become their, the offices of the organization. Um, They also plan to develop a gallery and workshop space um, on that site. Um, They're currently operating out of the Griot uh, building, which is also where America's Black Holocaust Museum is located and is going to be opening later this month, actually. Um, So I'll, a lot of plans for uh, this neighborhood and uh, it's, it's uh, some fuel to, I think what a lot of people would consider long stalled plans to revive the Bronzeville district. So, yeah, it's, um, it's exciting. And you mentioned some of uh, the issues of that area, Lauren, the history, of course, that it, that Bronzeville really was an extremely thriving African-American community and sadly was destroyed, you know, the construction of I-43 through that neighborhood really destroyed that, that district. And it's never been the same. Sadly, it was a big mistake to destroy that city officials have for years talked about a development initiative to, to recreate or create another Bronzeville type of district. And it just, nothing has really happened or nothing had really happened with that for many years, it just kind of was an idea. We're going to have another Bronzeville, but it was really focused on the North Avenue, kind of from the freeway between sort of North Avenue, the free, the freeway and uh, King Drive. And nothing really happened. It was a pretty desolate area um, until until recently. Um, seeing the uh, the Black Holocaust Museum, America's Black Holocaust Museum, reopening now this year in that area is a, is a huge thing. What's going on with this, this project, the, the Bronzeville Arts Center project is massive, massive potential and could create very exciting synergy. And you combine that with a lot of exciting things that have been happening on King Drive. King Drive has really been coming alive kind of from that North Avenue stretch south towards downtown. There've been numerous uh, development projects that either have been done or are in the works and you take that, and that takes you right into the Deer District and right into the heart of downtown. So um, bringing that all together is very exciting. So this is a huge, this is a huge project. Yeah, and not not to mention a block south of of this DNR building site is where um, the Greater Milwaukee Foundation and Medical College and Royal Capital are partnering on the hundred million dollar redevelopment of the former Gibbles and Schuster's building. That's going to be offices and health and wellness related space and um, I believe affordable apartments. Um, last update we got, the construction is supposed to begin on that uh, this month, actually. Um, so we'll need to check back in to see if that's that's in fact the case. But um, so a lot of momentum happening in that area and um, uh, we'll, we'll see, uh, you know, how, how the Bronzeville Art Center comes together. It still needs um, approval 
um, some some rounds of approvals and and then quite a bit of fundraising, I would imagine, to bring it to fruition. It's approval at the the state level, the state building commission, the joint finance committee, things like that. But like you said, momentum, things happening. I think maybe people who if you're not paying close attention, you know, not realizing all of the things that are have been or are in the works to be developed in that part of town, which is exciting to see. So we'll keep uh, continue to follow it uh, as it moves forward. Lauren, Andrew, uh, thank you for joining me on this week's episode of the BizTimes MKE podcast. We'll talk to you again next week. All right. This is Dan Meyer with BizTimes Media. You've been listening to the BizTimes MKE podcast. For more business news and insights, be sure to go to biztimes.com and subscribe to any of our daily e-newsletters and our magazine, BizTimes Milwaukee.